Hello everyone and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez and in this segment we are going to be discussing the upcoming new moon on August 27th 2022. So before we get started, I always like to remind everyone that I study the Vedic sidereal system of astrology, which is different than the Western tropical system. If you're interested in learning more about the difference between Western and Vedic astrology, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on media and then astrology now, and you will find a podcast embedded there that will share the difference between Western and Vedic astrology. If you would like to calculate your birth chart, go to my website, go to offerings, and then chart to see where the plans were placed astronomically at the moment of your birth. And I always like to remind you all that I do reside in Austin, Texas, so the times that I use are central standard time. So, (laughs) I always love coming back to the new and full moon forecasts. It's like the bread and butter of astrology now, I feel like. And things have been so chaotic, you guys. Things have been so chaotic in my life. And having this anchor point of new moon and full moon forecast is actually really relieving. Um, Yeah, but just a lot has been changing for me. And I had... Um, made a certain plan in terms of staying in Austin and kind of anchoring down here. And I realized recently that what I've always wanted, what I've always fantasized about since I was a small child, I would like draw images of this, is living on the road for a little while. I'm not completely moving from Austin, but I'm in the works of figuring out a way to where I can travel on the road for several weeks, if not months at a time. So astrology now may kind of take a turn, not in that it won't be happening, but the audio may kind of change. Things may just be a little bit different if I'm recording from, you know, different places or even in a car. So we'll see about that. I'll keep you guys updated, but big life changes. And also I'm just really grateful. I'm really excited to have this opportunity and be trying to like work uh, with this fantasy, making it a reality. And yeah, I'm really, really excited. So I'll keep you all updated on that. I also want to remind you all that the Inner Knowing Vedic Coaching Program is going to be kicking off yet again on October 22nd, 2022. So if you are interested in that, you can go to my website, click on offerings and get coached, and there will be buttons to click on to register for a discovery call where we can talk about the program and you can ask any questions that you may have and we can get you registered if you're interested in joining. I'm super, super excited for another opportunity at this and to meet new, amazing, wonderful people and work with y'all for a couple of months. So getting into our forecast. So we have a new moon coming up again on August 27th, 2022. It will be around 3.16 a.m. Central Standard Time. And this new moon is taking place in the sign of Leo. In the sidereal sign of Leo, of course. And... First of all, the new moon is a time of setting intentions. It's a time of turning inwards, being receptive, 
you know, not necessarily taking action. It's finding the action in inaction. The yen quality is about being able to receive, being able to let things in, being able to hold opportunity. I was talking to a friend about this recently is this element, you know, of quote unquote, it could be feminine, it could be yen, however you want to think about it. When we're in yin energy, if somebody gives us a compliment, we're able to receive it. If somebody hits on us, <laughs> you know, if we're, if we want it, if it's enjoyable, we can receive it. If somebody has an opportunity for us, we can receive it. I think that it's so common that we get an opportunity and then we freak out. We think we're not good enough. We get scared. We get anxious, or maybe we even try to escape it too much responsibility, you know, whatever, whatever stories come in our head that's keeping us from just being receptive or somebody compliments us. Oh no, that's not it. Oh, stop. You know, it's like this, this automatic, this automatic learned behavior to reject something that is coming towards us. Or it's like even getting a gift, you know, some people don't like receiving gifts because it makes them feel uncomfortable. They don't know how to express gratitude or they feel that they won't express enough gratitude. So I do feel that this yen element is a practice in modern day society for a lot of people. Sometimes we'll hear about women, but it's not just women. I've seen this with so many people. So learning how to receive that's an action. Do you see what I'm saying? A lot of us, a lot of, especially like people who are in female form, you know, in whatever way, there's this idea of becoming more feminine, of stepping into femininity. It's not really something to take action on. It's like that feminine energy is there. It's pausing so that you can receive the world. There's so much of that, in my opinion, of course, and I'm not an expert, but this is how I view it, is there's nothing to do, there's no action to take, the action happens in inaction and receptivity to the world. So all of that being said, whether you're a man or a woman or non-binary, however you identify, however you feel... Whenever we have a new moon, it is reminding us of our power to receive. So try to keep that in mind. And then, of course, the sign is Magha, Nakshatra. <laughs> in Vedic astrology, we have the signs, um, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, you know, Cancer, Leo, etc. So we have the signs, the new moon's in Leo. And the nakshatra is an even more precise segment of the sky. And so this portion, this lunar mansion of Magha, it is characterized by the star called Regulus. And Regulus is associated to a royal something, you know, something that is royal or regal. The symbol for Magha is in fact a throne and this nakshatra is so deeply associated to lineage, to mainly like the paternal line, but it's lineage in general. It's like the DNA of our karmic makeup, but then also literally the DNA of our family. So it's how we got here. It's what we're carrying with us from the past. And Magha is ruled by K2, which is the past. Hmm. So we are who we are 
because of past experiences. Our body is what it is because of who our parents were, who our parents' parents were, our karma, who we are literally in this incarnation, this finite form, you know, this ego of this lifetime is because of past karmic action, past karmic DNA, very K2 right? And the sun is associated to Magha as well because it's in Leo and Leo is ruled by the sun and the sun is Purusha, the infinite consciousness that pervades all of material reality. The sun, of course, is also the soul. It is um, connection to spirit. It, of course, is also kings. The sun is associated to kingliness. So we have this amazing power in Magha. This is one of my favorite nakshatras, if you can't tell. I just love it. And so there's a lot to consider. And before moving too far from the karmic lineage, this is a very powerful time to consider your negative behaviors and breaking old patterns. And something that I've been thinking about is that when we're engaging with something that we know isn't right, rather it be a career or a relationship or a friendship or something with a family member, whatever, when we're engaging with something that we know it isn't right, we know it isn't right. We may make excuses. We may tell stories. We may try to convince ourselves. We may try to convince our friends, but we know in our heart when something isn't right. And we can either trust that feeling and take action, or we can wait for the universe to solve it for us. And when the universe solves it for us, it's usually a lot less comfortable, feels a lot less in control, you know, more like losing control, even though it's not all right. The universe is always working on our behalf, but when something happens that is not our choice, it can feel like completely out of control. And sometimes things happen that's out of our control, even if it feels right, right? None of this is mutually exclusive. But what I'm trying to say is that when we have that inkling within us that something is off, it's our nervous system talking and it's our intuition talking. And when we don't listen, we destroy trust with ourselves. When we listen to those voices within us, when we listen to our nervous system and we take action in a way that will be loving to ourselves, that builds our intuitive power. It builds trust within ourselves, And... It helps us break out of those karmic patterns, those behavioral patterns, which I'm talking about with this kind of from the past. Because when we come into this life, we develop patterns. We develop coping strategies. And some of those patterns and coping strategies are literally designed in this lifetime from the past when we were children. Some of those things we come into this lifetime with from previous lifetimes. So we may come into this life with this irrational fear of cockroaches, right? There may be some sort of irrational fear. There may be some sort of re resistance to intimacy. We, you know, had great experiences growing up. Our parents had a great relationship, this, that, and the other. But for some reason, we have this instilled fear. It's past life stuff, K2 stuff. So when we work to solve the patterns, when we listen to those intuitive nudges, when we really take action to heal ourselves and to mend ourselves and to listen to that inner calling, it can do a lot. It can be very powerful. But, you know, the trick is that when we're wounded, when we're kind of clouded in the ignorance of our own pain, 
for lack of better words, you know, like we've moved through life, we've experienced pain, we've experienced loss, we've experienced trauma. Now we're operating from this place of like attachment wounds and fear and whatever. It clouds our judgment. And sometimes we're like, what is our intuition? Like I have no, I have no idea what my intuition is saying. It takes time. It takes a lot of time to get there. And with a lot of time and with a lot of practice and with healing, we become better and better and better at knowing and trusting ourselves. That's really the thing. Trusting ourselves to make the right decisions for us. And as we get better at this, we start breaking out of patterns. We start breaking out of karmic cycles. And that's what we're born to do. We're born to heal our stuff (laughs) in this lifetime, but we're also here to break karmic cycles from previous lifetimes. So it's a very powerful time to consider these things and to keep them in mind if it's coming up for you. It's naturally a wonderful time to honor ancestors and to honor any lineage. It could be your family lineage. If that's not something that you resonate with, it could be a lineage of spiritual practice as well. Other things that I want to discuss with Magha, and this is something me and my friend Kaylee are talking about, so really this is inspired from him, but he asked me this question, who do I want in my kingdom? So if my life was a kingdom, or really if your life, let's talk about you, if your life was a kingdom and you were one of the rulers Who would you want to be on your chair committee? Who would you want to be on your council to manage a kingdom of people that you love? Who would you want giving you advice? These are your friends. These are your networks. Are you surrounding yourself with people who you can trust to make your life better and the life of those you love better? It's also an amazing time to think about who would you want to govern the kingdom with you? These are the more intimate connections. You know, it could be really close, intimate partnerships, business partnerships, people who you have um, a deep, intimate connection with. You know, are the people that you're choosing to let in intimately people that you would want to govern a kingdom? Are they people that you would put in charge of managing those that you love, making choices for those that you love? When I think about things this way, it completely changes who I want to spend time with and the people that I invest in, the people who I give access to my heart and my life. It changes things. And so I invite you to think about that. I invite you to think about the people who you're really giving access to your kingdom, your people you know, your family, your friends, your heart, your life, who are you allowing in? And I feel like that I could talk about this all day. I've been doing a lot of inner landscaping. (laughs) I have just been doing a lot of my own inner work. And so this new moon is bringing up a lot for me. And I do hope that from what I've shared, it does inspire you somewhat to treat your life like it matters. Treat your life like it matters. Take it seriously. Invest in the people who help you grow, who enhance your life, who bring meaning and who bring purpose. And even more importantly, prioritize your purpose 
You know, this nakshatra, it is regal and powerful and courageous and vivacious, and it has this element of leadership. How are you leading your life? How are you taking action towards your destiny? How are you taking action to manifest your dreams and ambitions for this lifetime? So it's a, it's a beautiful time to contemplate these things. Again, a new moon is a time of setting those intentions. So think about it. Think about what you want your life to be and who you want to help you get there and who, um, who you want into that heart space. Leo is the heart. Leo is the heart center. So prioritizing that, prioritizing what comes from your heart, what moves you, what inspires you, and then also who you let into that space. You know, who's going to make your life better with you and who will you enhance the life of? So that is a little bit on the new moon. The new moon is a time of setting intentions for everyone. If none of this resonates, you can always think of something else, (laughs) write it down, have a little new moon ceremony. And so looking at other astrological ongoings, this new moon will be aspected by Mars and Rahu. So I want you to be a little bit mindful. There may be some dips in energy. There may be some ups and downs. You may be feeling a little bit more irritable, impulsive, irrational. The people around you may be feeling this way as well. So making sure to have some extra compassion and gentleness, patient with those around you and just be really mindful when it comes to, um, risky activities, just be extra careful. Okay. Uranus and Rahu are still in the nakshatra of Barney and they're still really close in degrees. I mean, they're still within three degrees of each other, four degrees of each other. So if you have planets in Barney, This is a time of deep, pivotal change. This is a time where things are becoming uprooted and they're being uprooted so that you can gain more clarity and insight on what it is that you want. So things are likely changing significantly, again, for those of you with planets in Barney, but just remember that this is part of the process. This is part of a kind of like a shaking up phase, maybe even a destructive phase so that there can be new growth. Okay, but for those of you with plants in Aries, for those of you with plants in Libra, this is a very significant time. And so if things are feeling shaken up, things are feeling ungrounded, that is pretty normal. The other thing that I want to note is that Venus and Saturn around this new moon, they're going to be aspecting each other very closely. Saturn is at 26 degrees of Capricorn. Venus is at 24 degrees of Cancer. That's a pretty close um, aspect. And so this can put pressure on relationships. This can put pressure on intimacy. Of course, Venus is being aspected by Jupiter as well. So it could definitely be a time of manifestation. There may be more growth and abundance happening in relationship, but karmic matters may be coming to the surface as well. Again, an opportunity to break through patterns or behaviors when it comes to intimacy, attachment, and love. If you're in a significant relationship, there may be some pressure. There may be things coming up to work on. It's an opportunity to deepen intimacy, 
definitely a time where kind of uh, work and discipline is required for relationships of all kinds. But it's an amazing opportunity to evaluate what you want in the long term, what you want out of commitment, what you want out of serious relationships. And again, this is for everyone. If you're in a relationship, just kind of reevaluating your needs and desires. So I hope that this was helpful. I'm going to go ahead and hop off. I have a super busy day. I know this is a brief podcast. Um, yeah, I think that that's good for now. I mean, the rest of the astrology, I think it's a beautiful time because the sun is in Leo, Mercury is exalted in Virgo, Saturn is in its own sign of Capricorn, Jupiter is in Pisces. When we have this happen where a lot of the planets are in their own signs, it gives us power to do. It gives us power to create, to communicate, to manifest. It's just a time of doing. So... Whatever it is that you're wanting to complete, whatever it is you're wanting to take action towards, there's a lot of support in the astrology. So keep that in mind. And we will talk more about Mercury and Virgo on the September podcast, though I did discuss this extensively on the August podcast as well. So if you haven't listened to the August horoscope, that will give you a little bit more insight. But... Mercury is exalted. It's aspected by Jupiter. This is such a beautiful time for communication and expression and writing. So if you enjoy any of those activities, super, super positive. Even if you're doing a presentation at work or you have an important meeting or you need to plan an important meeting or you need to plan a presentation, this is a very beneficial time. Things are very supported. I do want everyone to be mindful of skin. I want everyone to be mindful of the nervous system and the lungs. There could be a little overactivity here, so just be extra mindful. And of course, we have Mars in Taurus, which just a little review for the world. This is a time of economical change. So we are going to see in the next couple of months, in the next several months, really some fluctuations with the economy, a lot of focus put on the economy, and things will likely be changing here. Again, I talked about it more in the August horoscope. So that was a little bit of a recap. Hopefully it was helpful. I have a few clients today. Um, I have a few meetings and I'm hoping that this evening I can jump into some spring water. <laughs> so again, if you are interested in the Inner Knowing Vedic coaching program, I would absolutely love to meet you. You can get more information at innerknowing.yoga offerings and get coached. If you'd like to schedule a reading, go to my website, click on offerings and readings. My Patreon, where I do weekly horoscopes, including how this new moon will impact you personally, depending on your sign. It's patreon.com slash astrology now podcast. My Instagram is astrology now underscore podcast, and I will see you all next week. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is astrology now. Thank you so much.